Hey, Print Hustlers, Bruce from Printavo, Simple Shop Management Software. We are just gearing up for Print Hustlers Conf 2020. It's going to be a live event online here this year. But we've got an awesome speaker here that I brought on, and he's given us some of his time. This is Tom Bauer. He is an EOS certified implementer. I'm going to explain what that means if you guys haven't heard of that before either. But he started and ran and sold three companies. He advises startups to Fortune 500 companies now full-time, and he's just an EOS expert here, which is actually funny because a print shop actually introduced him to the whole program about eight years or so ago now. And then he also has a book, What the Heck is EOS? And we'll link to all that down below. That's a lot of stuff. But if you haven't heard of EOS, it stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. If you don't know what that is, Check out the book link or the traction book by Gino Wickman. This is what we've been talking about a lot this year as the book to read and really a, a system to create the business that you really want to be in and be a part of. Okay, that's a long intro. Tom, thanks so much for being able to join us. <laughs> of course. You know, the other thing I'd say about an operating system is that every company needs one. How do you harness your human capital? How do you make decisions? How do you set priorities? How do you solve issues? And, you know, a lot of times uh, companies will discuss something and then three months later, they're still discussing it. And three months after that, they're still discussing it. But how do you actually get that cadence, that rhythm, that heartbeat going where you're actually making a decision and then moving forward? Whether it was the right decision or wrong decision doesn't really matter. At least, you know, I think it was General Patton that said, you know, a, a great plan or a good plan today is better than the perfect plan a year from now. I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like that. And that's what we want our EOS companies to do is to make a decision and then adjust going forward. It doesn't have to be perfect. One of the other phrases, Bruce, that we always do is uh, progress, not perfection. We're looking for fro for progress. I like that. It doesn't have to be perfect, but I like that. have you made progress today or this week? And so that's kind of a, a little longer of an introduction, but uh, I just was playing off what you were saying there. No, I, I think this is so important. Last year, we, we really pushed on Profit First, Mike McCowitz's book, and felt that that was very fundamental. I think this is really the next stage. Once people have a product that they see is selling once they're really starting to grow, creating this foundation. We've implemented it, to be honest, I can't say 100%, but I feel like we're 60-ish percent there and already seeing really, really big changes of just aligning everybody on the same page because I felt things were just starting to go like this, like spider webbing out. Jumping into this, this system here, we've talked about this unique period with COVID-19 and all that is just the opportunity for shops to reset and create the company that they want to be a part of. How can people get started thinking about how to implement an entrepreneurial operating system in their business right now when things are a little bit slower? So now is actually the perfect time to start. And there are three concepts in the book, Traction, that talk about rocks, which are 90-day objectives, um, that talk about you know, the level 10 meeting and that talk about issue solving. If people really in the level 10 meeting, I guess is maybe the fourth one, um, but that encompasses the issue solving. And 
they're not hard tool master. Um, they'll be a little uncomfortable at first because they're going to be different and new. And so the only, you know, suggestion I would make uh, is that, well, I'm going to make two or three suggestions, but for your meetings that you have a scribe and a facilitator and they don't have to be the same person. They should be different people. In fact, who's best at taking notes, who's best at facilitating the meeting. And that doesn't have to be the leader of the meeting. It can just be who's ever best at, you know, directing traffic, if you will. Make sure your uh, your 90 day objectives or rocks, as we call them, are smart, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and timely. And I've even had some clients right now go down to kind of 30 or 60 day objectives just because the situation has been so fluid and is changing so much that it was easier for them to go in the next 30 days. These are our top priorities. Okay. Let's get those done. That makes and, sense. Yeah. Well, that's not, you know, completely EOS pure. We've all had to adjust to the current situation and time frame. And I think um, positive for people, you know, to be able to adjust those timelines and go, well, it doesn't have to be exactly 90 days. You know, what can we do in the next 30 to adjust to this? The, the other point, Bruce, that I'll make, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, is the companies that were running on EOS, they got probably at least three, probably four weeks ahead of all other businesses in just adapting to this whole situation. They were sending people to work from home at the end of February um, before anybody knew it was going to be kind of as big as it was. And it was really because they just were able to process the issue and say, what do we need to do as business leaders? Just a couple of little data points for people that will, um, you know, help them understand kind of the power of this system. That's a really great summary, especially too. A lot of the shops, especially in our space, you know, got stripped down to a couple people. And, right. you know, people, maybe two, three people back to bare bones again, starting over. Now, some of them definitely are experiencing a lot more growth than others. But let's say I was speaking to a shop that it's a husband and wife the other day. Um, down in Texas, and they're going through the EOS system. They want to implement it to create the foundation to grow off of when they start kicking again. What do you feel like is a good first step for them who's just getting going? There's not you know many people, but they want to have things ready for when they start growing. I already mentioned rocks, um, having a good scorecard, the level 10 meeting, and just getting that meeting pulse going. And if you think about it, the level 10 meeting, yeah, it's 90 minutes long, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. If you think about it, we have meetings for two reasons. It's to connect the circles and hold people accountable. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows what everybody else is doing and to solve issues. And if you get that done in 45 minutes, great. If it takes you an hour and a half, fine, that's okay. But get that meeting cadence going so you know every Monday or Wednesday or Friday at 9 a.m. or 3 p.m. We get together as a leadership team or as a company, depending on how big the company is. And we just make sure we're doing those things, connecting the circles, 
holding people accountable. Everybody knows what's going on and we're uh, solving issues. And that's where I'd kind of start with those things. The other thing I'd say is to your point earlier, this is a, a great time and a great opportunity for people to create the culture and the business that they want. And some people may just want a great lifestyle business. I can work 25, 30 hours a week. And there's other people that are like, no, I want to grow this from 10 million to 20 million. Wherever you are in that process, this is a great chance to look at, hey, where are companies not doing well? Are there opportunities for us to buy, assuming you're in a good cash position? Because you can probably get them for a quarter on the dollar. And then secondly or thirdly, um, you know, what people upgrades do we need to make? And how do we get those people in that really fit our culture? And so there's a tool within EOS called the People Analyzer that evaluates people against your core values. And if you don't have what you feel are great core values at this point, I'm sure personally everybody has them, but as a company and they're not, you know, really spread throughout, there's a better word than spread, it starts with a P. If they're not completely spread throughout the organization, then you need to do that. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So you mentioned two really big things, actually. One is the level 10 meeting and rocks. If you guys haven't read through traction yet you create quarterly rocks which are like your milestones for each person and and department and then level 10 meetings are your weekly meetings we actually do do like a more abbreviated we make it 30 minutes i felt 90 was kind of long for us but um essentially you're going over those kpis to be able to hit we did move our rocks to be monthly like you actually mentioned too because of everything shifting so quickly so we have kpis that Um, people will try to hit each number. So people are responsible for one to two-ish numbers usually to drive those forward. Um, And then we meet about those. And it took a couple weeks, but people really take to their number. Like they kind of guard their number and push it forward. What I found difficult though at first was finding those numbers, like what they should be and what's most important to push the company forward. Do you have any tips for finding those KPIs that maybe even a more specifically a print shop would want to be able to measure, especially if they're lower on the staff. You want to look for activity-based numbers um, and the leading indicators. So one of the things that we look at, like in sales departments, is how many calls did you make this week? How many appointments did you get? Um, How many orders did we get? Uh, In a print shop, you may be looking at something like two things that come to mind. What was your raw material cost? And then what was your upsell? So how many customers did you take and sell them something in addition? And a lot of companies ignore that upsell, you know, potential. And they just go, oh, we got this order. We're fine. And then they move on. So those would be a couple of numbers that would be leading indicators of how your world's going to end up at the end of the month or the end of the quarter. The other thing I'd say is that don't try to make your scorecard perfect. Start with whatever numbers you can get today, but don't try to think that you have the perfect numbers because your scorecard is always going to morph and it's always going to change. 
that could be seasonal, it could be business related, but, but don't try to be perfect. Just start with something. The second thing that I tell my clients is that your number doesn't even need to be accurate. And people always kind of look at me cross-eyed when I say that, and they're like, what do you mean? So I worked with a restaurant in Colorado Springs, and their labor cost was 33% of revenue. And every well, if you know anything about restaurants, that's pretty bad. Um, you can use it the same way with utilization or cost of goods sold in an MSP, right? And so, but they were really off target. And so he said, the manager was like, well, but I don't get my numbers from corporate my payroll numbers for six weeks. Yeah, true. Okay, but that's a different issue and we're working on it. And I asked him if he had a POS system and he said yes. And I asked him if he had a time clock and he said yes. So I waited for the penny to drop. It didn't drop. So I said, couldn't you take the hours and the revenue and put those together and do something? And he said, but yeah, it won't be accurate. He said, our employees make anywhere from six to $18 an hour. I said, perfect, use 12. And at least it gives you directionally, are you going up or are you going down? I have some clients that track numbers on whiteboards and it doesn't necessarily mean that the number is gonna be completely perfect, um, but that it, at least we know if we're doing it the same way every week, that we're getting better, we're getting worse. And you're really with a scorecard looking for trends as much as you're looking for that perfect number. So that's where I'd go with that. Got it. That's awesome. That's actually very similar to who uh, print shops too. You talked about people. Uh, people are so important. You know, can be tricky to manage in a print shop where you've got a high variance. You know, you could have people blowing out screens and cleaning equipment up to, you know, people doing outside sales and, uh, and production managers and, and the whole likes and all, you know, through that. How do you get then the right people in the right seats? Because that's a huge chapter on it. I think something that we definitely undervalue as an industry as well as, as really investing in the right person for the right seat. Because there is that transition, right? When you're small, you need a couple people to do a lot of different things. But over time, the specializing seems to be what is taking you to the next level. People are on employment, maybe they don't want to come back. How do you approach this all and get, get really good buy-in for the team? So A, your point is spot on that the right structure creates scalability. And if you don't have scalability, you're not going to be able to grow. And so we always say structure first, people second. And so we need to create what we think is the ideal structure for getting all of our history, for getting the people that we have today. And then once we put that structure in place, we can start to talk about, okay, are they the right person? Do they fit our core values? And if not, then we have to figure out an exit strategy. And I always encourage my clients to separate decision from the when. We had one company where they made a decision that somebody had to go. It took us a year to get them out of the organization, but they'd made the decision because they weren't the right person. But when you start to look at the right structure and say, ideally, if right now 
this is an opportunity for us to reset. How would I structure the organization? Would I have an outside sales manager? Or would it just be inside sales and maybe one outside person? Do I need a production manager and an operations manager? You know, or are those really the same function? And when you evaluate them against the core values and the accountability chart, which is like a supercharged org chart, and you ask them, or you ask yourself, really, um, does this person get it, want it, have capacity to do it? Get it is, do the neurons in their brain connect? Like a receptionist that doesn't understand why she needs to offer people water or coffee when they walk into the office, just doesn't get it, mm-hmm. right? Right? Do they, want, do, they, do they want it, meaning are they really you know, 90% of the time, nobody's perfect, charged up about coming in and doing this job, or are they just looking for a paycheck? I'd much rather have a team of people that are charged up and really want to do their jobs. And then they, do they have the capacity, the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual time skill set to do their job? So it may sound a little simple, but that's how we evaluate if you have the right people in the right seats. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can definitely attest to making this mistake early on, especially, and then keeping people on like that for too long. Um, and saying, man, after, you know, we, we had to part ways, should have did that months ago. But right. uh, it's hard, though. I mean, it's definitely hard. So you end up, you know, kind of sitting on your hands with it for a while. This is awesome, though. I'm really excited I wanted to get a preview, but we've gone longer and, and I could talk about this stuff like all day. But I'm really excited, though, about having you for Print Hustlers Conf. Um, you guys can join us July 23rd and 24th. We'll drop a link down below. Just search Printavo Print Hustlers Conf and you can be able to reserve your spot. Make sure you're there. You'll see us live. You'll see Tom Bauer live and he's going to be talking about EOS and how it can really help charge your business and just some really crucial takeaway points for you to be able to start implementing now. I mean, that's, that's the big thing. Um, and, and getting down to the nitty gritty. So Tom, thanks so much for being able to join us today. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.